welcome to The Bolt, the official podcast of Trinity Basin Preparatory, a charter school in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, where we share interesting stories and strategies from across our district. I'm Connor Rogers. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Trey. Hey, Connor. How are you? I'm great, Mr. Trey. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Well, actually, I I should rephrase. I'm not great because right now we're set up to record this intro, but I don't have my red microphone set up. Oh no! And so I feel like like Linus when his blankets in the dryer yeah. kind of a thing, yeah. you know, like whoa. Yes. <laughs> so Connor has a specific microphone that that he's used every episode that we've recorded. It's almost his lucky charm. So we'll see if this if this intro goes completely off the rails right yeah. off the gate, <laughs> or if it's the best thing you've ever recorded. That's true. We That's true. We'll, we'll, well, um, okay. So before we get into the intro, uh, I just added a couple of you know listener questions for you. Okay. Um, so since you had listener questions for me in one of the previous intros, thank you so much for answering those so honestly. By <laughs> yeah, the way, if you, know, you haven't hey. uh, listened to those, go back and listen to the uh, the. 20 Tales from TBP, is that? No, that's no, not the no. intro. I think it's the parent communication one. Parent communication. Definitely go yeah. back and listen to that episode for Connor's yeah. amazing answers. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, you can learn about the jobs I had before <laughs> before I was a teacher. Um, so anyway, um, do you use Google Chrome as your internet browser? I do. Okay. Okay. How many tabs are open on any given day? On a day like today, when we're trying to get an episode of a podcast out, probably six or seven. But typically, I'm like a one, two, or three tab. Really? Really, yeah. I am very shocked by that. I don't like I don't like a, a messy desktop. Okay. I keep my inbox fairly with only filled with what I'm working on. I'm an Outlook. Like I'm inbox zero kind of guy where my inbox only you're has right. you're one of those people. what I work on, what, I, what hasn't been replied to. or. But what if you want to like look up an old email from like... I just search. Your... I archive it. I just search and... Uh, Okay. Check the archive folder. Oh, so you so it, as it comes in, you prioritize and you archive mm-hmm. it, and that's actually pretty efficient. Yeah, it's better than what I do. And then, uh, yeah, Chrome, I, I pretty much close out everything just because if I look up and see twelve tabs, it starts to give me anxiety, and so I have to start shutting stuff down. Okay. Um, so I am not. I'm in like a nine tabs. Mm-hmm. Like like six to nine is probably where I live, and mm-hmm. then if I'm like working on something, uh, it's like up to twelve or, yeah. But I think that's not really efficient because. Some, there have definitely been times where I've opened a new tab, but I've already had the thing mm-hmm. open. And I'm like, oh, I already had Google Drive open <laughs> twice. <laughs> so I need to get better about that. And I'm, I'm not the inbox zero kind of guy because I love to, to search the mm-hmm. old emails. Uh, and sometimes you get those gems, you know, yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Got to hang on. But I, uh, I'm on red zero. Okay. That's what I try to live for. Does that just mean you click on it so it stays unread and then you... No, like I, either, I either delete it or I make it into an action item on my calendar. Oh, okay. So oh, nice. I do I do prioritize somewhat. We should I mean, do an episode on just things like that, little tips, little efficiency tips and tricks. Yes. Because I feel like are. I have a few of those up my sleeve that I use, um, but I think that'd be very beneficial that people may be like, oh, I never thought about it yeah. that way. Um, I actually just, Jody Barcheck went to this training called GTD... GTD, getting mm-hmm. things done or something. And she kind of trained the, I think the coaches, the I coaches and the, instru- the uh, she trained the instructional coaches and the assistant principals. And it was really beneficial. I, I heard about that from her and Shelly York. And I immediately wished I had gone to that. You would have loved because it. Because I'm always trying to, I usually will come up with a system and then abandon it in a week because it's not as efficient as I thought it was. Um, I set up the Eisenhower matrix do now, do later, delegate, don't do board okay. Okay. on my wall. Um, and then didn't really change it because it's on the wall of my office, so I can't update it when I'm not in my office. It's also behind me, so I'm not constantly <laughs> looking at it. I turn around and go, oh, God, what did I forget? So anyway. Okay, so you set up the Eisenhower matrix. Mm-hmm. I set up the Keanu Reeves Morpheus matrix. Okay. So it's like red pill, blue pill, <laughs> black cat, same cat or different cat. <laughs> Those are my deja vu, glitch <laughs> yeah. in the matrix. Have right. I done this task before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's how I, I got gotcha. you. Um, so in other news, uh, what's going on in the world of fantasy football? Um, we don't have to talk about this. <laughs> so we, uh, I'm in my personal leagues. I'm doing really well. I just want to say I'm crushing it. <laughs> okay, uh, but we do have an admin fantasy league going on right now, and I am getting my butt kicked. Real bad. Real, <laughs> oh, real bad. man. And these are the people I want to impress the most. Like, my friends know I'm good at fantasy football. <laughs> these people I work with, they're like, what is this? Let's, you know, how are you? You set it up, so you should be good. Not at all. Oh, that's too bad. What, like, you got some injuries, like some... No, I think it's just bad luck. I've, I've actually got a pretty good team, um, but it's just, I feel like every week I go up against somebody, it's their best week somehow. 
Mm. So I'm, I've had like maybe three wins the entire season and we're into week 10. So it's not That's rough. It's real rough. It's yeah. not, not a point of pride. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we, we switched on. Um, <laughs> no, that's other new, other that's news fine. I want to do talk about. Um, so the house system. Yes. Are you, uh, are you familiar with this? Well, cause you're in a, you're in a rival house online. If I, I got sorted, but I, I'm not at the, so this is at the Pafford campus that I got sorted into yeah. a house. Do you want to explain you, the house system before? Yeah. So okay, Ewing also has the houses. Mm-hmm. I think they were right. the first one to do it. Yep. Um, are you, are you in a Ewing house? I'm not. They, okay. All the kids last year told me that I needed to get sorted and some of the teachers were like, yeah, you need to get sorted out too. But they were, I think they were talking about something else. <laughs> you just need to sort your life out. <laughs> you just need to sort your life but, out. Um, but yeah, uh, I didn't get sorted at Ewing, but Miss um, Tremaine uh, sorted me out a few weeks ago. Right. Okay. So let's, well, yeah, <laughs> she, she, yeah, she did. She uh, uh, so anyway, house system, I think it originated in the Harry Potter books, but then Ron Clark Academy is where it comes big into education. Okay. And so there's videos, we can link in the description if we want to some videos of Ron Clark Academies where these kids get sorted into houses and it's this great way to build school culture. And so that way it's across the years. So you stay in your house, just like in Harry Potter, mm-hmm. you stay in there mm-hmm. all four mm-hmm. years or however many years your school is. And then the idea is basically it builds community because you have like special chance and how we do it at Pafford is we have secret like hand signs. We like flash each other in the hallway and it's mm-hmm. like, if you're in that house, you know? And so, uh, it's, it's amazing. And this year at Pafford, we've done just the staff and then next year we're going to do the kids. And I think Ewing already has right, staff and kids and yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. all in it. And that's really cool. Oh, yeah, certain house colors. That's another thing too. And then, Oh, and the other thing is house points. Right. So if I'm like, Hey, you know what? I don't like that Mr. Trey that much, but he did a really good job with getting the computers to the middle school teachers. So mm-hmm. His house joie, joie should get some points. Yeah, so I'm I'm the greenhouse. I'm part of house joie. Yeah, which is uh, the French word for joy. Did you got know it? That? Which at Pafford is not an option. I've heard <laughs> it's uh, a requirement. It's a requirement. Um, yeah, uh, so I have to. I'm I'm supposed to wear green on Thursdays. Is yes. the color day? Mm-hmm. I've been up there two Thursdays. Coincidentally, f- completely forgot about it. Um, I blame it on being colorblind every time. Um, so Danielle just uh, gave me a, a, a green pen to wear on my collar. Uh, last time nice. I was out there, nice. maybe a green tie, but yeah, <laughs> you might struggle with that. <laughs> nope. Not interested. Um, but I have, I've yet to get any points. So, well, the house gets points. Oh, okay. You, it's not, cause it's, points? it's not about the individual. Hmm. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not, I want some points <laughs> and we're back to fantasy football. <laughs> ah, there it is. Um, yes. My house is Ryu, uh, which we are, street, is, my favorite street fighter character. Yes. That too. Is it spelled um, the same? How does the street fighter spell? R-Y-U? No, we're R-A-J-U, which mm. is the Finnish word for fierce. We're the dragons, oh. unlike you guys who are the terriers. Yeah. Hey, we're strong terriers. Yeah, we okay. Well, uh, shout out to House Ryu because we won the House Cup for the second wow. six weeks in a row. So we're just undefeated, That's fierce cool. like that. Yeah. Cool. So if you're interested in house systems, uh, definitely talk to anyone at the Ewing campus or anyone at the Pafford campus, and we'll link to that stuff in the show notes. Very cool. All right. So what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about staying current in education. What does that mean, Connor? Well, like in any field, like doctors, they have to keep up with the latest changes in medicine. Lawyers, they have to keep up with the changes to the laws. And we certainly do in technology, for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's a really good quote I just was listening to on my way over. Um, Bill Gates said, the products that we make at Microsoft hmm. will be obsolete in three years. The choice we have is whether they're obsolete by something we make or our competitors make. Oh, I like that. And I was like, that's good. That's really good. You know? Um, so yeah, everything has to stay current. There's always, things are always changing. So how do teachers stay current when they're already got a million things on their plate, but how to keep up with new teacher ideas, new techniques and all sorts of stuff. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a, a little bit of professional development, uh, ask our guests to give us some recommendations on what they do specifically and personally. And we'll try to include those in the show notes as well. We've got a lot of stuff to, to include in these in the show notes today. So this will be good. It's be a good one. All right. All right. Well, let's take it to our guests uh, and talk about staying current. Okay. Uh, so why don't you tell us uh, your, your first and last name and uh, what campus you teach and where you teach? Um, I'm Kelly McCoy. I teach third grade math and science at Ewing. I'm Chris Burris, and I teach seventh grade honors math at Jefferson. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, today. welcome. A couple of math teachers. That's very cool. Yeah. All right. So our topic today, it's called Staying Current, but I wanted to call this episode Professional Development. But then that term is just has a lot of negative 
connotations behind it. So I wanted to start there. Like, why does the, do you have those negative connotations when I, you hear the term professional development or, or not? I think I do. Uh, I think the teachers at Trinity Basin are all professional, mm-hmm. but I think if it was called something like practical development, where it was practical things that we could put in our classroom, I think mm-hmm. that would be a better name for it. That's like really that. cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Practical development because it's still PD, right? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's still PD, <laughs> but yeah, but it's you don't have to change the yeah, you don't have to change well, the calendar. Professionals, right? I think that yeah. the name is just off. Yeah, yeah. I'm writing that down. Practical development. No, <laughs> I'm gonna credit you on that one. Okay. All right. I think we've all sat through trainings that we took the first year we were teaching, and the second year we were teaching, and the third year we were teaching, and it's like. I, why am I sitting here for this same thing six years in a row? And so we've all been through those. So I think we immediately think it'll be another one. Mm. It's going to have that yeah. bad taste in your mouth of the, yeah. 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 And we're teachers. We're used to being active all day, yeah. sitting in the same place and doing, I don't know, learning about redundant things that we might already know about. It's exactly. Yeah. We're teachers and we're terrible students. <laughs> I've heard so many teachers say that, and I think that's so interesting. Uh, yeah. the, the the switch around of teachers like, well, I don't want to sit in a classroom all day. Right, they're <laughs> awful. Yeah, but I'm that's gonna good. I'm gonna challenge like we're terrible students as teachers because we're being taught in a way that we don't teach our students. Absolutely. Sure, like that's like true. when you were talking about practical development, like we if we want our students to be in stations and moving and making meaning and applying their knowledge, then that's what our trainings yeah. should also be instead right. of like. I'm going to sit you all in a cafeteria for two hours while I go through these PowerPoints. Like that's not right. Right. How right. I don't think anyone would teach, you know, right. yeah. a group. But of- it's got to be really well done because I hate. Okay, my classroom. We're you know we're moving around. We're doing different things, but when a when we go to a PD and we're they're making us do those things that I do in my classroom, I hate it. I don't want to Wh- do that. Why do you hate it? Because I don't want to play that game. <laughs> we already know how it's going to go. You know the tricks. <laughs> yeah, no, it's got it's got to mean something to me. I don't need to be entertained. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> so you need to be engaged, but in something yeah, authentic. Yeah, you know what? You know how we we engage our students, and we want to make them more driven to learn what I'm teaching. They got to find a way to make me want to learn what they're teaching. Exactly, and have it connect. Yes. So uh, some kind of motivation, real world connection. Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, there's a piece on here about a, uh, I don't know if we've covered everything in that first bullet point. Uh, so, well, okay, there's a video, video, there's a video that I'm going to link to in the show notes. I just, um, oh, okay. where just this is comedian, Eddie, Eddie B. I don't know if you heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he was a teacher and he's, and he's got this oh. little funny video where he says like all the different things PD could stand for. My favorite right. one was uh, physically <laughs> draining, um, <laughs> but I like, I like practical development. That's going to be the new PD acronym. So I've seen in my time at TBP, which I'm, I'm not uh, very involved in the PD kind of going off script here. But um, I know the last one that we did where Connor and I were, were for the most part, at least for my part, we were in a corner trying to get people to tell us interesting stories for this podcast. But I noticed um, it was more of a, uh, what is it? A, like a, um, oh my gosh, not a, a uh, an event, <laughs> a, uh, a conference. It was more of a conference where you're like signing up for different uh, sessions. Th- sessions. Yeah. yeah. Is that, is that what you perform more where you get to kind of set your own schedule or uh, or just kind of like, okay, let's just get through this. I'll sit in the classroom and, and do it. Or, yeah. I know I prefer picking my own sessions because mm-hmm. it's tailored to what I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I want to pick, especially if you give me enough good choices that I can pick things that really apply to me and I need. And then I don't have to sit through Skyward training again or Mimeo training <laughs> right. again because yeah. I could teach Mimeo training. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah they, uh, they asked me to do a Mimeo training two years ago, maybe three years ago. And, uh, yeah, most of the people in there were like, yeah, we know we've been here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we got kind of plopped in this course and this is a lot of fun. Trey, we like hanging out with you, but we know this stuff. And I was like, well, you teach me some stuff. Why don't you get up here and we'll, we'll go through this together. Right. Well, we had a good time. Well, and I would say just like we were talking earlier, like we expect the teachers to use data and differentiate <clears throat> the instruction. Mm-hmm. We should expect our presenters to do the same. Like, sure. Tell me what the experience level of teachers in this room are. What are you guys hoping to get out of today's session? Like I love sessions that start that way. Um, and it needs to be differentiated. Like. I'm going to work with you two guys over here for a little bit, you know, pull some small groups or whatever. That's, that's how I like my PD. Right. You know. 
Do you guys prefer outside sources for, for instruction or do you like hearing from other teachers that are working in your schools and in your classrooms from TBP people? I prefer outside really? instruction. I do. But, but I love collaborating with those teachers. Sure. I just don't often want to sit um, and hear one of them teach for an hour or so. I lo- now, they've done some model lessons mm-hmm. that were really good. Um, and especially if they teach with a really different style than I do, sometimes I, that's really interesting and I pick up some things from it. But I really, you know what? Here's a reason. Because if they come from outside, they're doing something they do. Right. Something they have prepared and, and perfected and presented before probably. So that they have a very quality presentation. And if it's me doing it, I've spent a few hours preparing it and hopefully I don't mess it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I got asked I mean, to do this which, and I hope I can knock yeah, it out of the park. Which one yeah. do you want to sit through? Sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Feel the same way? Yeah, I I, it, I don't have a preference necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think the teachers that do pro, or teach a PD mm-hmm. are qualified to do so. I think if I sign up for their session, then I want to see them. Yeah. Right. And I, I see both sides. Were, were you were you say more? Yeah. No, no, I'm good. I, I was just going <laughs> to say, I see, I see both sides because if you get an outside person, like so that last conference was mostly Region 10, Region 11 mm-hmm. consultants, right. you get some brand new ideas and exposed to all sorts of new stuff. But then on the other side, if it's someone within our district, they can kind of be like, I've been in classrooms, here's a trend I'm seeing across the district, and kind of customize Cater it, it to, you, yeah. to that. So right. you need both, really. Well, tell us about the best PD or conference that you ever went to and, and why it was so great. Um, I, you know, I think of a couple that I've been to that were really good. Um, we go to camp every summer, um, which is phenomenal, but it's massive. Um and the district is really kind enough to send us every summer. Um, but it's a lot. I can really perfect. I can really choose certain things. Um, really high level of teachers when, you know, I want to really learn something that if we were here, there's like two or three teachers who would really need that particular course. Mm-hmm. Go there, you know, there are hundreds of teachers that Sure. Need that course. So that is like really awesome. But I've been to a lead forward training um, where they taught um, review activities for for reviewing for STAR. We did one. The, in the, the district, district yeah, did in February, one, yeah. Um, but a few years ago, they sent me to one, and it was really fantastic. But, again, it, you know, that's their job is to really perfect that and engage me and focus right. me. and and keep me interested and, and learning and, and have those resources that are, are just really good. Yeah. Lead Forward was the one that was at Ledbetter that everybody really mm-hmm. seemed to enjoy. That was that, yeah, that February. Yeah, I heard a lot of good job. And that was, again, going back to Kelly's point, like that was very practical because mm-hmm. he showed us like these, I don't even know how many, probably like 85 different review, <clears throat> ways to review content. And it was in February, so like we've already got a semester of content to review. Oh. Um, and it was for any subject. So everyone could take mm-hmm. one of these 85 little things on their website and be like, oh, I'm going to do the dice game or I'm going to do the, you know, million dollar pyramid game to review. Like, so that was cool is because you would really then good. see people doing the things that they learned about like, hey, and like putting yeah. pictures in Slack and like, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Was, yeah. I would agree that camp is an amazing training. I went for the first time this past summer and I left with so many great ideas. Um, my classroom, I, I brought so many ideas back to my classroom from this summer. That was probably the most memorable one that I've been to. And I'm going to cast the science training next month. So I'm excited to see how that one goes. So I camped, C-A-M-T, I'm assuming the M's mathematics and then cast for science. Okay. Yes. Picking up on all the acronyms. Doing really well. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, So then let's flip it now. Have you guys ever like been the trainer or the presenter of of a training? I have. Yes. Um, At Ewing this year, we're doing kind of a rotating PD where you can teach three PDs or you can go to, you have to have a total of three. So you can go to them or you can teach them. Me and Miss Wilkinson did one over uh, tracking data on Google Forms. Oh, and we learned cool. that at camp this year, and I was able to teach it to other teachers. And it's oh, been a awesome. really useful tool in my classroom, and I know helping others was awesome. 
I'm, I just want to dig a little bit because I do love me some Google Forms. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love Google Forms. So I'm a believer. Do you, like, are you talking about, like, having students, like, take quizzes on Google Forms or no. they just, like, enter something or you enter something? Or? I enter something. So I have a Google uh, Form for each of my classes and I have an option for each standard and I use it basically for small groups. So I select which standard we did and I take mm -hmm. notes about how we did in oh, each small group. Okay. So, so I have data for how we did in small group. You can do it for exit tickets. You can do it for parent conferences. You can do it for everything. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. And uh, I'll shout out to um, Mrs. Hernandez at eighth grade at Pafford is also using Google Forms and Google Classroom. Uh -huh. But she's having the students, because they're older, they track their own data on certain TEKS, but also like on each of their major unit tests and CBAs and like set goals for themselves. Oh, that's awesome. So that's kind of cool. On a Google Form? Uh, I think that's on a Google Sheet. On a Google Sheet. Because it can keep updating oh, yeah. as they get newer data oh, that's points. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And you have your Miss Burris ever offered it? Um, yeah, I've taught a couple um, a couple of years ago. I did the Mimeo training. I taught the Mimeo training because I love to anything that helps me or makes my class easier. And I do kind of have a love for technology. Um, so I did the Mimeo training a couple of years ago. Um, and then I taught after they sent me to um, the lead board rock and review. Then I came back and taught those strategies that we learned in a PD. Oh, cool. So you, so you already knew some of that stuff when we went as a district then? Yeah. Okay, cool. Not to put you on the spot, Ms. White, but since we're talking about Mimeo training, you, you recently started using the Mimeo clickers. How are those going? <laughs> I hear good? Good I things? I love the clickers. Yeah? I awesome. love them. Cool. Just checking. Sorry. Yeah. That has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> no, no. I was just curious. That is a form of data collection, so that's, yes. that's totally awesome. valid. I will collect it. Right? CBA review. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so um, let's say that you guys, uh, you have a teacher that shows up in August on your campus, and they say... This year I'm doing everything totally different. Is that a good sign or a bad sign? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> because it could be either or. If it could be everything went really badly last year, so they're changing everything. Or oh wait, I knew I know I thought of a way that this was bad. Because if they did bad because, stuff. Uh, well, it, you know, too, if you change everything, mm -hmm. that means you didn't have anything that worked. <laughs> yeah. that, that's true. That that's, means you didn't have anything. And, <laughs> and I know when I you try and change too much at once, um, it's generally a train wreck. Right. Okay, it is for me. Right. If I no, try I and change too I much at once. That's common. You can't, you can't bite off more than you can chew. Yeah. No. I would well, say I can, but then I yeah. can't chew. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I would say if somebody told me that, I would say, oh, awesome. What professional development did you go to? <laughs> because they obviously took the time to develop themselves over the summer. Um, but I think kind of picking out the main ideas, the big, bigger ideas, and trying to implement those would be better than trying to change everything. Sure. You don't want to change everything. I like that, though. That means, that means nothing worked much. Yeah. There was, <laughs> there was a whole, there was a wash. Uh, should, should you, or should a teacher be the person who is always like looking for improvement and looking to change things? Oh, absolutely. Or, okay. Yeah, absolutely. We're not perfect. We always need to develop ourselves. We're lifelong learners. Yeah, we should be. You know, I always, I'm always finding something I think, oh, I'm going to do that a little differently next year. Yeah. I'm going to, I, I kind of mess that up. I can fix that. I can make that a better project. I can make that, that procedure better. I mean, every, every year. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not, you're changing everything, but you're tweaking, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you've, you've got, okay, now I've got this part down, but I'm going to mess with this over I here. I think it would work better if I did this next year. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and so where I was going with that too, is that I don't, maybe this is true in your experience or not. I don't know. But for me, it's very rare for me to encounter a teacher who is curious, innovative, wanting to tweak things, whose students are not also that way. Right. Oh. We instill that yeah. in the kids. Yeah. 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 So be curious. Um, and then and then where I was kind of going with this, the, I don't know if I want to tell the story or not, but it was not, <laughs> it was not here. So I can, I'll just leave. So I was at another school and it was beginning of the year in service and, uh, a uh, school leader uh, stands up and he says, you know, some people like to tell me, well, I've been doing this for 25 years or whatever. And he says, well, what if you've been doing it wrong for 25 years? <laughs> yeah. um, and so that was where that question kind of get like, should you be changing it? Um, so we should always be thinking before we're thinking. So right. thank you. 
I, I think that goes outside of teaching. I've noticed that as well. When I started here, there was, uh, not necessarily in my department, but maybe a little bit, there was this kind of mindset of like, well, you, you don't get it. That's not exactly how we do things around here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. well, <laughs> maybe there's a reason that we should <laughs> think about a different way to do things. Like, like have like, you read To Kill a Mockingbird? <laughs> like, you know? um, yeah. So, no, it's, and it's, and uh, that's what one thing, I don't know how you, you guys experience, but like Trinity Basin for me has always been kind of like fertile ground for new ideas. Like we said in episode one, like mm-hmm. you, you can pitch something and be like, oh yeah, let's try it. Let's see how it happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the other reason I think it's really good to change things up is I don't ever want my kids to get bored, but I, I, if I'm bored, that's not good either. Right. That will know reflect. Yeah. 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 Because I, you know, I it's hard to engage them if I'm not interested or I'm not excited because they tend to catch our excitement. When I'm excited about something, even if it's a nerdy thing, <laughs> they tend to to get that excitement too. Mm-hmm. It's Completely usually a nerdy great. thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, uh, we're going to talk about collaborating with other people. Hey, Mr. Trey, what are you doing Thursday, December 12th? December 12th, 2019? I don't think I have any plans. What do you got in mind? Uh, We got the district Christmas party. Everyone knows that. That's right. Alley Cats, right? Yes, in Arlington, Texas from 6 to 10. So we hope to see everyone out there. Come lose to Coach Mochan at Laser Tag. Come let Ralph beat you at pool. Or come uh, watch me win zero door prizes yet again. Maybe this will be my year. All right, Thursday, December 12th. Hope to see you all there. Okay, so we're back. And as Connor said, we're going to talk a little bit about collaboration, um, which I think for me, when I see other teachers doing that, always excites me when I see the collaboration, not only in uh, on a campus, but between campuses. It's it's really, I think it's cool. Right, and, um, and if I remember correctly, you like to stop and then collaborate. I stop, and then I, li- I, stop I collaborate, and I listen. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, those, okay. and usually in that order. In right, that exact of course. Order. Um, but, uh, well, and if there's a problem, you'll solve it <sighs> with, the ticket, with the help with the help desk ticket, right. <laughs> say, check out my ticket while my Lolo revolves it. Um, oh anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do you have certain people who that you, who you collaborate, um, that help you come up with new ideas? Yes. Um, my team, shout out to my team at Ewing, um, <laughs> always bouncing ideas off of them. And then I have some close teacher friends as well at Ewing that I always bounce ideas off as well. You know, there's certain, t- you know, teachers that I probably come collaborate with more often. I probably collaborate with certain math teachers more often. And of course, um, my team, um, but I, you know, I find it, whether they teach math or not, I always love to talk to teachers and hear something they're doing or trying, especially if it's something they're excited about in their room. Cause I may not have a good idea, but I know one when I hear it mm-hmm. and I'm not above stealing it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're doing what now? Okay, cool. I'm going to take that. <laughs> Using yeah. it. That was your idea. And everyone, everyone's always like, oh yeah, go ahead. Take yeah. That. Yeah. And no, that's great to see highly effective teams and, and even, um, like I know some of the people on both of your teams. So, so yeah, you guys like are already doing stuff and people already know about you. And then it just, that just grows. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. Teacher burnout. Okay. So (laughs) why is that? Cause I don't want them to get burned out. Right. (laughs) I'm burned out. (laughs) No, I'm like, Oh, you know, um, I gotcha. And like, and it's sad if a teacher is just like feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Um, because they should, they shouldn't feel that way, but um, so let's let's say talking about um, practical development. Mm-hmm. Teachers like, oh, you know what, man? I'm just I come home with a stack of grading under my arms. I, I don't have time to like read a book about teaching. Like I just that's just not for me. Like how would you respond to that, or what's your thought? Um, I would say I'm not a big reader myself. I'm more of a skimmer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to skim through reading material. So I picked up I can't remember the name of the book, but I think it would make, I can't remember, but it was, I skimmed a little bit every day and I picked out some good points from it and I applied those immediately and I, I'm not burnt out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know the name of that book though. So if you, yeah, I will, I will find it. Okay. You know, I think if it is hard to read a book or teaching book or that type of thing during the school year, um, I tend to ask people toward the, right before the summer, you know, what's a good book, you know, what's an, a good thing that 
you've read and that applies to teaching or what's a new book that's out there and read one over the summer, every summer, um, and take time during the summer to, to look up ideas and to read articles because I do get tired during the school year and, and most of us have families. I can't go home and sit there every evening and, Mm -hmm. and grade papers and, do all those different things. I've got to get those things done. And so I have to take those opportunities to look for ideas and learn things when I'm not as overwhelmed. And I think it's important to do that in the summer and come, so you come back more refreshed. Mm -hmm. I agree. And then, you know, another thing to bring up is we're always on our phones. We're always on Instagram. There's so many Instagram teacher accounts. There's so many Facebook accounts. It takes less than a minute to read a post even just something. look at a picture, yeah, like, oh. Yeah, look at something. Yeah. So if you're on a Facebook group or an Instagram, if you're following an account, those are easy ways to get some tips as well. Yeah. That's a really good point. There's, I didn't even think about social media. Yeah, yeah, well, and there's some other, you know, good resources too, like the National Council of Math Teachers. I get that in the right order. I don't know. Um, you know, they have a website, and there are just some different resources like that where you get really good data that I think you can trust, but you also get some some really good ideas. Um, and then of course lead forward, but, um, or you can look at things. And then of course we all skim Pinterest on a regular basis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. We all, I don't Mr. Trey has your Pinterest game. It's not strong. (laughs) It's not strong. However, through Facebook and like teachers that are in my family and teachers that I'm friends with on Facebook, I feel like I'm able to keep up with with seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's most of, well, I don't say most of my feed, but I see so many things that teachers are reposting and there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. All right. So we're going to, we're going to change it up a little bit. Um, I don't think this is the book you were talking about, but teach like a champion. Are you guys familiar with that book? I've read teach like a pirate. Oh, what's tell me about that book. It probably isn't very different than Teach Like a Champion. Well, does it have you like say R and Ahoy? No, and, like, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, I can't say that I read it, actually. I skimmed it. You skimmed it. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. You did say that you were um, a skimmer. But it yeah. was mostly about grit, having grit in the classroom. And that's something that I think my administration has also installed in me the, as well. The teacher having grit or the students Teachers. having grit? Okay. Yeah. And could you, like, when you say grit, what do you, what do you mean? Um, determination. Um, like persistence. Perseverance. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay, cool, cool. That's awesome. So I want to talk about Teach Like a Champion because I like it a lot because it was finally a teaching book that has very practical stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I have a whole bunch of copies in my office if anyone wants to borrow some anytime. But it's not written like a narrative book. It's just there's like 60 tips or whatever and tricks kind of a thing. Um, and some of them like we already do. Like one of them is like exit tickets. Well, yeah, we already know how to do that. So right. give yourselves credit. Like, you're, I'm already doing good stuff. But the one trick I like in there, or I guess technique, not a trick, is called no opt-out. And so the the purpose behind that, and I'm going to have to actually, like, use Mr. Trey as my guinea pig. Deal. Okay? So let's say, like, we're in a classroom. I'm the teacher, and the three of you guys are my students. Okay? And I say, like, Mr. Trey, do you know what backwards design in lesson planning is? I don't. Okay. Could one of my other two students tell us what backwards design is. Oh, me? Uh, yeah, so starting with the end and working backwards. So starting with your exit ticket or your test and then planning the lesson based on that. Yeah, okay. You want to add anything? No, I was, I was yeah. thinking of assessment, planning from your mm-hmm. assessment forward so you know what it is that you need to teach toward. Okay, so if I stop the lesson there, so like what I like did was a very common mistake that some teachers make is where like I ask a kid if he does know something that they don't know and I move on to the kids who know Mm -hmm. and what no opt-out says is I should go back to you yeah and so Mr. Trey what is backwards design and lesson planning well it sounds like it starts in the assessment but I could and goes backwards to show what you're working towards but I feel like I could use some more work on that Mr. Rogers okay so (laughs) so you're partially there Mm -hmm. so you do start with the assessment and and like the outcome the objective and then you plan the activities that help move them towards the assessment. So again, Mr. Trey, what's backwards design and lesson planning? I don't feel good. Can I go to the nurse? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom then. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm not a very good learner. You are a good learner. Oh, thanks. Because you, you listened and you synthesized what, what they had. So gotcha. that, that's the idea behind yeah. opt-out. But the idea is that's a practical, practical tip people can apply in their classrooms regardless of the content. Something that um, our team is... Um, 
done this year. And actually, it started with Mr. Townley because he's always been real pro. The kids stand to answer any question. Hmm. And then he last year, um, he had them, they could ask a friend. Or they could, there were certain responses you could have when you didn't know. And so we all do it this year. We all do the stand. And uh, in my room, sometimes when they're really struggling with it, I say, would you like to phone a friend? Mm -hmm, And they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you have to stay standing. You can't sit down. And your friend stands up too and helps you with the question. And then after your friend answers it, then you answer it. Exactly. And then I don't forget about you because you're standing. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and sometimes we've had to phone more than one friend. <laughs> Conference call. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Long distance bill starts adding <laughs> up. And that's... <laughs> Uh, so one time I did the phone a friend and I was teaching seniors, uh, and so he phones a friend and they just, they were just really funny. And he's like, all right, say hi to the missus for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) I just picture somebody trying to phone a friend and then the friend not knowing. I'm like, nobody's home. (laughs) (laughs) Dial tone. Swipe right. Busy. (laughs) None of my students have thought of that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've already talked about some of the um, recommendations that you have for for these new ideas. You mentioned social media and some of the conferences that you've been to are there, but this is a spot for recommendations. Do you guys have any other things that you'd like to share? Any other websites or things that really uh, light you up when it comes to new ideas? I don't think I mentioned um, YouTube. Uh, I know that's a social mm. media, but uh, oftentimes I catch myself in a YouTube video like, so what do you search? The rabbit like? hole? <laughs> yeah. So um, I love Pocket Full of Primary. She's a fourth grade teacher. And she always, or she used to post a lot of her classroom transformation stuff and her parent conference tips and things like that. So I always kind of watch those and I get inspiration from her. And it's so easy to sit there and watch a video. Yeah. That's, and that, like you said, you, if you don't have time to read a book... Watch you, a video. Can, you can watch a video of someone teaching. Yeah. Really quickly, just to catch me up to speak, is classroom transformation when like the entire, is that like changing the room into a, like a, a theme a theme or something? Yes. Or when I come in and see students with flashlights reading and stuff like that, is that that kind of thing? Yes. Or kind of falls in line? Yes. They actually move that bus and they <laughs> redesign a whole classroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Move that bus. I think that's really cool though. I, I just saw that uh, earlier this week when we were, uh, handing out Chromebooks, uh, I walked in and the entire, all the lights were off. And I was like, oh, the teacher must not be in there. And then a bunch of flashlights turned to me. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, what have I walked into? But you were, they were, they you were, were in the upside down. That's yeah, it, was, it was kind of scary. Yeah. It was cool though. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I do love like National Council of Math Teachers. I like their website, um, which is um, Illumination, Illuminations. Um, but I love that. Um, I like Schmoop, even though it's not really a professional mm. development kind of thing. I love some of the resources and things that had, they have on there. What What is Schmoop? Schmoop. Um, so it's it's videos. It starts with videos, but there are also lessons that you can pull off there, um, and they're it, they're perfect, I think, for middle schoolers because it's kind of quirky and funny and and some middle school uh, humor in it. And so they are, they're always doing something quirky, um, but they'll do, they'll even have problems where it's a video word problem and you pause and you work it together Okay. and then do it later. Kind um, of like similar to like three act math. A little bit, a little mm-hmm. bit, but m- more quirky and a little bit animated. Okay. A little sillier. Yeah, a little sillier. Okay. Um, but you know, our um, textbook, like Go Math, has professional development uh, videos and and things in it too. That you know, I thought, oh, you know, that's real quick. I can look at that. Um, I can learn something from that. Um, and I think that's I think that's helpful too, especially you know, when you're struggling with with certain things in your classroom to look at those things and how they would teach a certain concept and. Um, that's helpful. Awesome. And we'll go ahead and, uh, uh, listening back. And when we edit this, we'll go ahead and put links to all of these things that you guys are recommending into the show notes, including Schmoop, which I believe also was a, uh, rap song in the nineties by salt and or pepper. Peppa. <laughs> Peppa. Peppa. Schmoop. There it is. Schmoop. No, that's <laughs> Shoop. Not Schmoop. Sorry. There you go. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to also recommend, um, ASCD. Don't ask me what that stands for. Uh, I think the C is curriculum, but they uh, put on a lot of good conferences, and they have a lot of good 
articles that you can skim. Uh, <laughs> and then um, I always teach like a champion's a great, great book for practical techniques. And then um, Cult of Pedagogy. I don't never know if I'm pronouncing that word right. Pedagogy. Pedagogy. I was hoping I wasn't going to have to pronounce it because <laughs> I was like, is that Gagi or Gagi? Uh, okay. But yeah, that's a, that's a blog, but it also uh, is a podcast too. So you can read the articles or listen to them. I believe that was recommended by uh, Ryan Kayser when she was on here, The Cult of Pedagogy. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Sir. Cool. Sure. Okay. Yes. Sure. Sure. Sir. Okay. I did want to get. Um, what? What? You can ask the next question if you want. No. Well, I just. I. I hear you have a hot take on year-round school. No. What are your no. Thoughts? It's. <laughs> see, it didn't really fit under hot takes because I really just wanted to get people's like. I, I guess it could be a hot take. Like, what do you guys think about year-round school? What are your thoughts? My initial reaction is no, <laughs> but I think about it a little bit more, and it kind of makes sense. Sure. Why? Um. That having that two to three month break that gives a big opportunity for students to lose their skill. Exactly. So I think having smaller breaks throughout the year is better. But my initial reaction is no, because I don't want to lose my <laughs> two exactly. to three month break. Right. But then would that also help you in, in having to do that refresh cycle? And <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. <laughs> What's the typical like... Uh, schedule for year I'd, round nowadays i'd have to do some more research but in my head this is just purely made up i would say like imagine if you never had to come to school on a monday yeah but you still had all your same breaks and then you had like a three-week break in july okay yeah but the, it's typically like 45 days on and 15 days off yes That's, yeah. i've been yeah. through it like i've as a parent i've gone through year-round school when we were in california and i loved it like we would, we'd go to school for two months. We'd have a month off, two months, a month off. Oh, that's kind of And neat. so you got to vacation when no one else was vacationing, which was like awesome. <laughs> um, but um, it didn't like, okay, because this is something I'm interested in. It didn't do what a lot of, of people thought it would do. People think a year round school is a longer school year, but it's still typically 180 to 200 days. It's still the same length. And um, it doesn't, so research says, just because I read this, uh, I skimmed it, <laughs> um, <laughs> that it doesn't actually help with student retention, uh, memory retention, mm -hmm. that, it, that the difference between a student who's been in a traditional school year and a students who've been in a year-round school don't actually, well, I say that, it's not a huge difference. It's about a 1% difference. Wow. Hmm. Um, so it doesn't actually help that much. But, you know, depending on how you do it, you got to have everybody on the same schedule. Because if you don't, like if I have three kids in different schools, different age levels, and they're off on breaks at different times. Hmm. Oh, that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. That right. doesn't work very well. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, it's got its quirky things. But I'm, you know... Um, I did enjoy it as a parent, sure. but all yeah. the kids were in the same school. Well, I'll say from the non-teacher side again, I uh, was just talking to one of our vendors um, while we were kind of had some downtime. We were talking about I'd never worked in education before I moved to TBP or came to TBP. And now, like, I don't think I'll ever get outside of education because of that, that the breaks are really nice, but also there's kind of this built in like restart. Like you kind of, mm -hmm. yeah. you know that, okay, I, you kind of what we were talking about earlier, you, you know what to correct from last year. Like, here's what didn't work. And I know that on this schedule, okay, October's are always kind of crazy, but mm -hmm. you know, I'll have that time in November. And what did I, you know, how did I misuse that time last year and how can I fix those things for this year? So you kind of have this natural like reset that I think you don't get in every other job. So it kind of lends right. itself to not burning you out as much, even though I know there's a lot of burnout in this, in this field. Um, I just can't imagine just doing that nonstop year, year round thing. That sounds kind of, counterproductive to me. Right. And it provides a natural jumping in point for, yeah. especially you guys when you want to implement new stuff because yeah. you're like, okay, over the summer we're going to redo all the student accounts in Chromebooks and we're going to sure. roll it out next year or whatever. Yeah. It's really nice. Or yeah. it could be a little bit like a year long Groundhog Day, you know, that movie. <laughs> Every you day know, with Bill happens. Murray. Yeah. It's like, oh no, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Here we go again. That's a good movie. I should watch that. <laughs> okay. Right. So are we here to the, yeah. The final three questions. So um, these are the three questions we ask every guest. Uh, and we'll start where we always start. If TBP were a fictional character or celebrity, <laughs> who would it be and why? 
don't know. I'm going to say this. All right. <laughs> okay. I think it would be Mickey Mouse. Okay. I have a good reason for this. Oh, boy. So (laughs) 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 it would be Mickey Mouse because he always means well. I mean, it always means well. He's all, his heart's in the right place. Mm-hmm. But given the cast of characters he has to work with, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it goes a little goofy. Gets a little goofy, yeah. <laughs> little goofy, you beat yeah. me to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, can I ask this question? Hmm. I don't know if you've seen Stand By Me. So if Mickey is a mouse and mm-hmm. Donald is a duck, what kind of animal is Goofy? So Goofy's a dog. Then why does Pluto sleep in a doghouse and Goofy doesn't? And wears clothes and everything. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right. it's very confusing. It is a yeah. problem. Okay. My other question. Uh, why does Donald Duck wear no pants, but then he puts a towel on, when he, on his waist when he gets out of the shower? Yeah, or if he drops a towel, he like covers up real quick. Right. I don't... Okay, so you started this. So if Cinderella's, <laughs> you did this, Connor. <laughs> Cinderella's shoes are perfectly made for her, why does it fall off? Oh, that's good. That's a really good question. I'm trying to think like maybe if she was running and she was really sweaty, <laughs> became like slippery and just kind of slipped off. But she's running downstairs at the end of the ball. Why would she be sweating running downstairs? It just maybe, doesn't Maybe she up. was sweaty from the ball. Like there was a lot of dancing, you know. Like, yeah. You know, crowded not a lot of punch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Good questions. Good Disney nitpicks. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's our new segment. <laughs> Welcome back to Disney Nitpicks. Okay, sorry. <laughs> How did Timon and Pooba become friends? <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, I would say in true superhero fashion that it would be Captain America. Nice. Okay. Captain America always does what's best. Um, he has everyone's best interests in mind. He's always there to support others. He's a good role model. He always gives good motivational speeches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think that it would be happening. She has a job next year, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Captain America, I mean, in addition to having a great last name, uh, he oh, uh, <laughs> he was also uh, Leslie's, uh, Leslie Austin's oh, really? answer as well. So, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, you're in good company there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so next Nobody up. Nobody picked Mickey Mouse. I think no. we've had some Disney Somebody characters. Somebody did say Mickey Mouse because I've done that, oh boy, before and had Manolo edit it out. So we'll see if this one makes it in. Okay. Yeah, yeah someone might have said Mickey Mouse. I think it was Miss Wilkinson when I was talking to her about it. Oh, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. The fourth grade team. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, what one thing would you uninvent and why? My first initial reaction was Crocs. But when I told people about that, they got kind of mad. What? So I guess there's a big croc following no. that I'm unaware of. Yeah, that was my first initial reaction. Well, those people need to go too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I changed it to standardized testing. Oh, mm. we've had that answer before, yeah. I think. So yeah. I think it's a toss-up between crocs and standardized testing for me. What both of which are unbearable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but both of which have a following of people Some who really power. want to see, yeah. want to see them. Can't stand it. Yeah. All right. My initial thought was white bread. Because really, who thought of bleaching your bread? Because like that was a healthy idea. Let's mm-hmm. bleach our bread and then eat it. So, but then... Um, Another teacher said, really, that's what you thought of? So (laughs) then she pointed out, I really should uninvent social media. But then that would be a problem here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm stuck with white bread. I I like the white bread answer. I do too, because white bread for me, it's like I loved it as a kid, and I don't know why. I think it was just because... It's you're wrong. a kid. You're supposed to yeah. have white bread, but it's so gummy. Like oh, you can't terrible. put anything on it. Yeah. It sticks to the roof of your mouth. Mm-hmm. No, it's just no, ugh. it's no good. And I'm. It's really hard for me to find a sandwich that is made better by replacing that bread with white bread. Yeah, doesn't exist. It's, mm. Yeah. So no. interesting. Yeah. Okay. So uh, and finally, um, you guys have shared a lot of great life advice and and, and outlets for these uh, for this advice. Do you have anything that you would like to share with the audience? It's going to be education related or uh, non-specific to education just advice you'd like to share just life advice life advice Mm -hmm. I think um, for me realizing that my purpose of being a teacher was greater than my struggles Mm. of being a teacher I am a teacher for a reason I went into this field knowing what I was going to do and it's hard everyone knows that it's hard but my purpose is greater than my struggles Wow. That's really that's, good. That's really profound. Yeah. yeah. My purpose is greater <laughs> than my struggles. Wow. I got to 
Got to write wow. that down too. <laughs> Practical development, purpose greater than struggles. Right. Okay. Yeah, I should have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> because that was really profound and you're really mature. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> oh my word. Okay, this is my life advice. Smile. Look people in the eye. Hmm. Say good morning. Um, even when you're in a bad mood, try and be in a good mood. Or fake it till you are. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not as bad as you think it is. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. and that's really good advice. Right. I think it's. We, I think it's really good teacher advice. It's yeah. really not as bad as you think it is. <laughs> and we hear it all the time. Like you never know what somebody is going through. So say good morning to everyone that you see. You right. never know. Yeah. You know who always smiles and says good morning? Who's that? Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Cool. All right. Well, guys, I think that's it. Thank you both for being here. Thank you, Miss right. McCoy. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Burris. Thank you, Manolo, on the ones and twos. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Bolt Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at The Bolt Pod for episode updates or reach out to us at thebolt at trinitybasin.net. As always, do more, expect more, and be more. you were cast in a bank heist movie uh which uh which role do you think you would be and you don't have to be like one of the robbers you could also be someone else who works in the bank or someone on the law enforcement side i'd probably be a hostage <laughs> i'm gonna go with that see i think yeah. you're i think you're too smart to be a hostage you'd be like the hostage who like secretly has their phone and is like texting yeah. with one hand yeah. you know <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. and then and then you get like so you're like i'm sorry i didn't catch that yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's my great fear that I'll be in one of those situations and I'll be like, I'll be sneaky. I'll dial 911 on my phone and um, the phone will talk back. And then they'll call 911. Here's what I found for Bank Heist on the web. (laughs) No.